In this Guider Talks, Robert talks to James Ashford. James helps accountants and bookkeepers to grow their firms into profitable businesses by pricing consistently, selling more confidently and by minimising risk. He first achieved this in his own firm, MAP. Now as Vice President of Go Proposal by Sage, he continues to help thousands of accountants and bookkeepers worldwide to achieve the same successes with their business. A really exciting, honest and upfront interview is in two parts. Part one is the Go Proposal thinking and how it makes businesses more effective. Part two is the sale of Go Proposal to Sage and what agency owners can learn from someone who has been there and done it. Hello and welcome to Guider Talks and today I am truly delighted to have as a guest James Ashford. Now James Ashford, I said just earlier on to him, I said to him, oh I, I spoke I spoke with you four or five years ago when you started up Go Proposal and you, oh, and you will come to that in a minute. Anyhow, James Ashford has grown and sold Go Proposal uh, and it is my absolute pleasure to welcome you. Hello there. Thank you, Robert. Hello, and uh, welcome to everyone who's choosing to listen to this. Okay, so um, you're, you're so so my my version of you, my memory of you was I remember seeing you three, four, five years ago. We had a chat. You know, can we work together? Da da da. You might be doing you putting together proposals for a proposal sort of formatting system for accountants and agencies, and I went accountants, accountants. Agencies, yes, but accountants. So, I mean, just start start wherever you want, James, with the story. Yeah. So I've got a little back probably another five years prior to that. So I um, I set up a marketing agency, Robert, um, in Doncaster uh, because it was the kind of height of the recession. We had no money and I had this brilliant idea that I'm going to make loads of money and free up all our time by setting up a business. And uh, it wasn't like that. And... Uh, I, we had a nice little agency. We were good at websites and branding. And as you kind of get into that, you kind of get dragged into all sorts of other things as well. And and uh, we weren't focused enough. We didn't have the finance function correctly installed in that business. It, and it ultimately failed. And it's not a massive slob story, but it, that business ultimately failed. But through that, I we did get lots of things right as well. And uh, I also got through that introduced to many business owners and had very in-depth conversations to understand like what, what's really the issue here? What are you trying to achieve? What's going on? And every time, nearly every problem in a business can be traced back to the fact that they're not making enough money. Like if you just make more money, it solves everything else. Like you've not not got enough staff, you're not recruiting, right? Right, okay, well, if you had more money, you could pay for better staff, have better offices, train them. Like it just solves everything, right? So every business I encountered uh, after the marketing agency, this was the, the issue. And I worked with them on a consultancy basis. There was a, a football academy. There was a plasterer, a landscape gardener, a waste management business. Every single time, it was the same problem. And the way that you make money, or the way it starts making money in your business, is in the interaction between me saying, this is what I'm going to promise you, this is what I'm going to give you, in exchange for you giving me this amount of money. And it's in that initial agreement there that we're ultimately starting to generate revenue for the, for the business. And so I just started developing some very simple principles and, and simple software around that. And each time I installed it into these businesses, there was an immediate impact. Within 30 days, things really started to make a, a big difference in terms of the conversion rate, uh, what they were charging, etc. 
And then fast forward, I eventually met an accountant in a mastermind group I was involved with. He said he had all this locked down and figured out. I said, well, that's great. Let me come and see what's going on. I went to see them. I said, you, you've got some great stuff here, but I can make it, I can kind of take it to the next level and implemented this software and these principles. Um, had, again, had immediate effect. But the thing that was fundamentally different this time, Robert, was that another accountant heard about it in the same industry and said, how do we get this? And that was the spark that made me think, right, this is not just random companies, random industries. Maybe there's something here, some traction that we can start to build and scale a commercial product. So, uh, so I, I know you're not a, a Facebook inverted commas. Honestly, I'm a guru. Look at my 11 followers. But what was what was what was inside this box of tricks? In terms of the software that we developed, that in, we in terms of not not so much the software, but in terms of what it actually did for the for the user. The, the main thing is that when it comes to kind of. So I first encountered this in, in the agency that I'd set up, the, the, the marketing company, is that everyone kind of skirts around what we're charging. You know, everyone thinks it's some convoluted, mystical, magical thing that you have to go and spend a week figuring out. So it really used to annoy me when you sat with a client and then you, you get to the inevitable part of the conversation where they say, right, how much is it going to cost? And you'll say, I'll get you a proposal over by close of play on Friday. It's always close of play on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> And then what you forget, fail to remember is that something will have hit the fan once you've come out of that meeting. Friday comes and goes. So your initial experience with that client is you've already pissed them off. You now don't feel that you can charge that fee that you wanted to charge them because their experience is crap. A week later, you finally get some proposal to them that you've just rehashed the, the other from the other client because you failed to take that time out to think, actually, let's just decode and decipher what it is that we do and what we should charge and what's profitable. And so it's about having, I think a few things really, it's about having the, the mechanism behind the scenes that allows for that complexity um, to be figured out for the client, right? In terms of what you should be charging and all the different nuances of exactly what you're doing for that person. You need a method of figuring that out. But the second thing is you need a way of agreeing it while you're with them. So I don't know if it's just because I'm, I just like frank conversations with people because to my mind, You've got to talk about price at some point. So I'm either going to talk about it while I'm sat with you in the meeting, while I've got your full attention, while you're focused on this activity, or I'm going to be trying to talk to you about pricing a week later when I'm ringing you up and you're at the school gates with your kids and I'm wondering why you're not answering the phone. I might as well just do it now. So it's how do you do it in a logical way that's not awkward at all, that doesn't use any weird sales stuff, that we can just have an honest conversation with each other. And if you don't want to pay that much, fine. What do you want to take out? Let's just do the deal, get it agreed, and get started. And when I started implementing this with, like, like I said, the, um, the, the, uh, the, the landscape designer, the big difference he went through when I implemented the software for him years prior to go proposal was he was going into meetings, walking out with a headache of having to produce mm -hmm. a proposal. Yeah. He was now walking out of meetings with a start date and a deposit. That was the difference. It's, I, I think the other thing which, which you kind of referred to is if you don't get that proposal to them really quickly, I mean, you know, then you, you lose the business. And I always remember this one particular uh, lady agency owner I work with who said that she only wins one out of 10 of her proposals. And I said, how, how quickly do you get your proposals to them? And she goes, well, normally about 10 days. And I said, just to me for a month, can you get the proposal to them within, within 18 to 24 hours? 
And she said, it won't make any difference. It's what's in the proposals that's matters. So I said, no, 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 it's not. And her, her hit rate went from one in 10 to nine out of 10. Just, yeah. just by getting, just by, you know, because like the, the, it's not even buyer's remorse. It's potential buyer's remorse. You know? yeah. like, how important am I to these people? Well, clearly not, because they've taken 10 days to reply to me versus, wow, wow. You know, and then um, uh, there's a, a guy I know who had, who had wanted to have a refit on his office. Totally different business, but the point is absolutely valid. He wanted to spend just shy of a million pounds on it. The day that the... Um, interior designers had been there that evening before close of play by courier came this kind of a one book with like 50 pages of photos and drawings. now obviously some of that's templated but an awful lot of that was was fresh and and yeah, you yeah. got the, they got the business because you know mm-hmm. tim hadn't even seen any of the other potential suppliers and this guy had already yeah. defined the terms of of what yeah. the business is how we're going to do it. and and that's that's the thing which 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 just amazes me about uh how people go about proposals or not go about proposals yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, my clincher story for, for, for understanding that speed i remember reading an article and it said if you send a proposal like within 24 hours you have a greater chance of converting and blah blah right and i always thought if and, and i know this to be true if it's taking you 24 hours to send that proposal you're a day too late and i my turning point for this robert was back to the agency and i was on a because i developed something a, a, a crude version of this at the time was a so i was on the phone to a, a client presented the project a huge project to them and they said look can you get me the proposal by this was monday can you get it to me by wednesday i said i can have it to you by lunchtime so <laughs> i had it within an hour he had the proposal he signed it off on the Monday. On the Tuesday, they had a power cut to their business. They were a call center. They had 50 staff. They had a power cut. The power wasn't restored for a week. That set the whole business back by kind of two months in terms of what they were trying to do and their timelines and things. Meanwhile, I've got the proposal accepted. Yeah. The deposit paid, and we've started the work. Like, if, if you couldn't do that, I'd have been caught up in all that, and we'd have been six months down the line before we'd have been able to have that discussion again. So how do you respond? I mean, let's just talk, I want to talk about the sale of the business because of your whole approach, which is very very similar, which is about process, systems, blocks, start with the end in mind, put it together. I mean, it's, it's, it's a really similar kind of thinking process. But but there's this, there's this, thing, where, there's this thing where we go. The, the consultancy phrase is always you know, at, at the, um, after the discovery meeting is, well, we don't really know what's going on until we've looked under the bonnet of the business and we need to go away and think about the best way. We'd like to do some work. We like, so, which is, which is fobbing off the, the basic conversation, which is in my mind, this is a 20,000 pound piece of work or in my mind, this is a 30,000 piece of, I think you'll take a 20, 30,000 pound price point. Yeah. So how do you, I, I'm wondering whether that's just a leftover thing from marketing agencies where you're buying my precious, my precious and thinking time and, and it's not commoditized and every, everything is incredibly bespoke. I mean, why do we, why do we go down this route and uh, of, of not saying this looks like 20,000 pounds to me? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I understand, I understand where it comes from and people th- can think that they want to create this perception of that everything's been really considered and stuff and, and that's fine and 
And I get that, but I, th I think you just need to have self-awareness and think, is that the truth or is it that you just not, like I say, decoded the pricing and actually come up with a, a way, cause there's always a way of doing it. But what you could do in that or, or a way you, you could do it is, like, I believe that if it requires that level of investigation to understand it, that's chargeable. That That's a discovery phase of the project that you should be charging for. So back to, I'll take it back to accountants, but Paul at my accounting place, they do that now. So they can, if it's completely unfathomable, they can say, well, look, the initial phase of the project's gonna be a 1,200, it's gonna cost you 1,200 quid. We do an in-depth report, we do an in-depth study, and you use that phase to then generate the in-depth proposal. So they're effectively paying for their proposal to be generated, but they'll get loads from that. So that's one way. This is a bite-sized version of the hour-long video. To watch the rest, visit guidedmemberhub.com.